And we'll start with uh, we'll start with Daniela. Daniela, you're the writer and uh, and director of the Blackout. Tell me a little bit about how you got the idea for this film. The idea came about um, through many different things. Um, I remember I was reading a memoir by Goldie Hawn called A Lotus Grows in the Mud mm. many, many years ago, <laughs> but, but after it came out. So it came to me, like a friend gave it to me. I think you would like this. And I read it and there was a, a whole chapter where she describes how in her early 20s, when she was still a struggling dancer in New York City and ready to give up her dream of becoming a dancer because of all the harassment and crazy, you know, patriarchal um, insanity that was going on at the time with, you know, young dancers. Um, she was ready to give it all up. And she went to the post office to write, to send a letter to her folks saying she was going back home. It was too expensive to make calls. So in the post office, she meets two tourists who, who've never been to New York before. And she befriends them and say, we live just around, you know, across the street. And um, I, and I remember um, thinking, oh, this is so, you know, where is this going? And then the blackout of 63 happened. And she recounts how that night, everything that happened that night made her change her mind about instead staying in New York. And, and soon after she booked Laugh In, you know, and her life changed. Um, and she became America's sweetheart. And I, and I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I love how this story could be one of those movies that is contained, you know, over the course of one night, an ensemble cast, which is one of my favorite things in the world, movies with ensemble casts. And, um, but, I, but I wanted to make a movie that was really uh, nimble and easy to make because I wanted to have that calling card for myself here in the US. Um, and I thought, well, if it's period, you know, that, that will make it a little more expensive. So I said, um, I, I, I waited and then Sandy happened. My sister was living in New York at the time and she started telling me all these stories. My friends started telling me all these stories. So I said, okay, great. We're going to set it in, you know, today's day and we can have technology as one of the bit barriers that impede from, you know, people from connecting in a real way. So that's how it came about. Robert, was there an audition process for this or did, the, did uh, Danielle just reach out and say, I, I want you for the film? Danny put me through a physical gauntlet as an audition and she kept saying, this is what the role requires. And I was like, archery? <laughs> Swimming? No, actually, uh, there, there wasn't really a uh, audition, which I was very surprised. Uh, uh, Danny took me for a walk around... Uh, Echo Park Lake, right? And yes. um, we just it. connected. Sorry about those dogs. No, it's okay. Um, we just uh, connected and chatted, and she asked me questions. I tried to answer as honestly as possible and kind of told her in a perfect world how I, I like to work. And she told me about the film, and we had a lovely day together. If we weren't both married, it would have been a very successful date. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how all auditions should be it's just like i agree it was my favorite audition uh, you know tony because we didn't have an actual script i wrote a scriptment a 50 page scriptment so we had a beginning middle and end for each of the scenes some of the lines but not all of the lines and of course the character description but i couldn't cast in a in a traditional way because there wasn't a script to you know to do auditions with so i needed to know can i co-create with this person can i connect at you know at a human level with this person you know on a, on a human level and and then uh, and then take the plunge like based on my intuition and that kind of encounter that's what we do we did coffee meetings you know or 
uh, walk and talks around Echo Park Lake. That's what that was the whole audition process for me for this. Movie. I think anytime you get a group of great actors together, known or unknown, and you put them in a situation, you know, like Larry David does with, you know, kind of an outline and say, get from point A to point B, use whatever talents that you have. I think it's, I think magic happens. It was really spectacular uh, to see Rob and everyone else as because we shot in chronological order, you know, that that's the one thing that I was very adamant about and to see them, um, to see their relationships grow in real life and mirror that in, you know, in the fiction, it was it was really neat. And a lot of them write, you know, a lot of them direct now. And um, it was a very creative and effusive, you know, uh, like lively um, two weeks, wasn't it, Rob? Yeah, I would say that you really created a culture and um, it was uh, really fun to be a part of. And, and you know, uh, Danny really knows how to talk to actors. She would we direct us all and then take me aside and say, that's all bullshit. You're my favorite. Keep doing whatever you want. And I was like, are, are you sure? And she's like, this is your movie. All this stuff is fluff just to set up your character. I'm like, Danny, I'm not in every scene. You know, um, are you sure it's my movie? She's like, it's your movie. It's going to be called Josh. The Blackout is a working title. And I was like, I love working with her. Well, Robert, you're, 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 a, you're a damn good actor. Uh, Thank I, you. I think your stint on How I Met Your Mother was Shakespearean. At least Alison <laughs> Hannigan tells me that uh, there was nothing like it. Uh, she felt humbled by your presence as the oh, bartender. Stop. <laughs> she, is, she is so nice. Uh, even if that is a joke, no, she because of how nice she is. <laughs> she, she's a lovely, lovely human being. Uh, but you, you've done so much. I mean, you know, Chicago PD, and and of course, you're a native Chicagoan, aren't you? Yeah. So, so you know, you know where to eat in Chicago, Gibson's. By the way, I do. Yeah, I like Gibson's. I like um, Gibson's. But but, but I also like Bari Foods at One Thousand West Grand. If you're if you're trying to uh, eat on a more of a budget than maybe Gibson's, get the Italian with the homemade Chardonnay. I I, I love Chicago. I, I really do. It's me too. The greatest I city loved in the it. World. I loved uh, it so much. But but actually, getting back to the other stuff that you do, is it hard to host a game show? I mean, that's a whole different acting muscle, isn't it? Yeah, you know, um, it's a, a difficult job without being unpleasant and. Um, I think it, 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 it's really, really, really fun. And I, I think it's actually a, a nice connection to the blackout because like in the blackout, um, I bring a, a version of myself that um, is present and in the moment and trying to listen to the people around me. On the game show, it's contestants, but with Danny and the rest of the crew, it was, um, you know, different characters or whatever. And I think there's a strong connection between um, given the opportunity to play a version of myself that is pretty authentic and have room to play around with the people around me. I tend to do better in those situations. So I was grateful to have the opportunity to work with Danny on this one because um, uh, it's fun. And when I'm having fun, 
I think it looks better. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'll leave that to you, Tony. But um, I think I think it feels better because because there is a camaraderie that uh, is on screen that transfers to the audience. We do feel it, you know, that these people like each other. There's something again magical about when it all gels. You know, I'll say um, I believe my job as like a host is really to make people feel comfortable um, and to have fun. And interestingly enough, I thought, um, I don't know, Danny, if you agree, but I felt like um, my role as Josh in the blackout, like kind of was centered around trying to make people feel comfortable with humor, but also smaller moments. And um, absolutely. So it's maybe, maybe that's, maybe I'm just, trying to make everyone feel comfortable and um maybe i need to go back into therapy <laughs> we all do Dan, danielle i'm going to give you the last uh the last words here because this is your movie what do you think audiences are going to pull when they see the blackout um how are they going to leave the movie feeling i think tony one of the most interesting things about the process of making the blackout is, is that of course not in, in a million years i would have imagined that it would come out right, like a year after we, the whole world has been, you know, isolated uh, at home, you know, and uh, dealing with the pandemic and everything that came with it. Um, I feel it resonates in a deeper way somehow now, you know, that if it had come out when after, right after we met it. So I think people are gonna, are not, are, are gonna rem remember what it, what it feels like to be, you know, surrounded with people and in community. And I think people will maybe think, you know, not to take for that for granted, or, you know, it's like something nice about, um, you know, like a mirror, you know, oh, this is what, what it was like, you know, and, and how was it before and how it's now and how can it be after this is all over? But I think it's an interesting comparison. I want to thank you both for your, for your time Thanks today, so such much. a special treat. Thank you. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your uh, your father and and your uncle. Uh, been trying to get an interview with your dad for like a year now, and and uh, he just ignores me. So you tell him, just tell him. We 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 have the same experience. <laughs> it's true. I'll give him three Thank cherries. Thank you, Tony. <laughs>